Blog Talk Radio. We all need something from God. We all do. If you don't got to the place that you feel like you don't need nothing, everything is all right, you got a serious problem. If you think that you don't need nothing, you think everything is all right. You don't need nobody to tell you nothing. I, I see some people and and, and my mama used to say it like this, LJ, they ain't got a pot to pee in and a woman to throw it out of. I'm not saying that sarcastically, but I'm saying my mother used to say that. My grandmother, she raised me. So if you into a place that nobody can't tell you nothing, that's not a real good place to be. You want to be able to be able to, where somebody can tell you something. You want to be able to hear something from somebody. And if some people haven't got to their place, they know everything. You can't tell them anything. They know everything. I, I had people to come to me and say, I want to be with your pastor's thoughts, but they know everything. I don't need them. I need somebody that can learn. We need to learn and listen to God. He knows what we need. We don't. But we had to walk by faith. It took time for me to learn some of the things that I learned. I've been saved 45 years, and I don't know it all yet. I still don't know it all. But I learned to listen. You know, a lot of people, they feel like every time they need a problem, they call me or call a preacher, and that they can get, get rid of that problem for them. But God wants you to learn how to succeed. He wants you to learn that. He wants you to learn how to depend on him. That's why he gave you faith. Every man, the scripture he gave a measure of faith. Now, each one of us is going to have, have a Jordan. You're going to have a Jordan now. There's no doubt about it. There's going to be a Jordan you got to cross. You, you're going to have to cross a Jordan. I don't care who you are. There is a Jordan. There's some difficulties in life, and you got to cross it. I've, I've had many Jordans in my life. And I've learned through trial and error, patiently waiting on God, that I can cross the Jordan myself. By God's grace now. It's always his grace. But by faith, it takes faith to cross that Jordan. So I'm talking about today crossing your Jordan, crossing the Jordan. Whatever Jordan in your life, we got to cross it. In Joshua chapter number 3, verse number 2, and it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host after three days. Verse 3, and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. That's something you have to learn, my sisters and brothers. God got to teach us that. You don't know it all. Stop being a know-it-all. You know, and stop depending on somebody else. 
Now listen, I've been saved for 45 years. I don't know it all. A lot of things I don't know. I have to listen to some people. Some people know more than I do. And I go to them for help and advice to tell me, you know, the best way to try this, the best way to do that. I don't go there telling them what to do. I go there and listen. <laughs> yes, I do. You know, the Bible said in that their child shall lead. Sometimes a child can tell you something. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time about my son, Malo. I said, man, he has passed me a hundred times as far as uh, um, progress in finance. My son has. You know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always worked for myself. When I, well, at 25 years old, I started working for myself. But my son is only 48, man. He's, he, he, I think he's a millionaire. I, I don't know. He didn't tell me. But he had about five or six houses on his own. And he written them out doing very well. Uh, he sells some of everything, everything. Man, I tell you, things that I never did. Now, I never had a real, every hobby that I've ever had in my life, I've always turned that hobby in, a hobby where it would bring me a uh, finance in. Like I got into CBs and I learned to sell CBs. I got into cars, I learned to sell cars. I got into houses, I bought and sold houses. Every hobby that I ever had, I turned it into a financial success for me. Well, my son is doing that, but bigger than me. <laughs> he's he's doing great, and I'm I'm happy for him. He's the he's my baby son, the youngest son. He's not the youngest child, but his youngest son, and he's doing great. You could do great, my sister, my brother. You can do great, great. If you stop trying to know it all. One thing about Marlo, he is in the learning process. He's always learning. He's a daddy, I'm learning. Daddy, what do you think about this? Dad, and he, he may know more about it than I do, but he'll come to me and say things like, Dad, what do you think about this? What do you think about if I try that, Dad? Dad, what do you think about it? Or he'll go to someone else in the real estate that knows more about it than I do and get their advice. And he's doing great. I tell you, the man, the young man, is he's only 48 years old. But I tell you, he's doing a, a, a great job at that age, and I give him praise. But some of you all, just listen to me, you can do the same thing. It's not just in my family. I remember back in... Uh, I think about 81, no, about 83, one of the brothers said to me in the church, well, Brother Stiles, why is it your children always doing so great? But that's, I said, man, that's not the truth. The truth is that God blessed them, and they're doing things that will bring in uh, that's productive. And then one of the brothers said to me, seems like all the women like your children. Well, women like a man that's doing something. Uh, I heard a preacher preach down here in North Carolina, maybe about two years ago. Now, this might make some of you all angry. He says, some men land on a woman. The woman got to take care of them. Woman got to pay the rent. Woman got to do everything. He said, man might have a car sitting out there in the 
uh, in the yard, but he don't have a place to lay his head. Now, what, what, what woman really want a man to take care of himself? Now, not please don't get me wrong. I, I, look, I've been down, but I ain't never been where I couldn't take care of myself. I've always been a man that could take care of my home and my family. I never wanted my wife to work when I was young. My reason being not jealousy. I never was jealous. But I had, I took, I, I brought in finance. In my early 20s, I was making over $200 a week. Back in 1971 and 69 and 70. Down here in North Carolina, when other guys, other black boys, men were making 55 and $60. I was making $200 a week. Because I excelled in what I was doing. Now, I'm saying to you, be productive. Learn how to cross your Jordan. You're going to run into some Jordans. You're going to run into some difficulties. But learn how to cross it. You can cross it. Yes, God gives you the power. God gives you the ability. Look what it says in Joshua chapter number 3, verse number 3. Yet there shall be a space between you and it. About 2,000 cubits by measure, come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way before. What is God telling me in that scripture? I need to get with somebody that knows more than I do, that can help me, coach me. He said, don't get too close. Because you ain't never been this way before. I remember when I first got into the uh, buying automobiles. I I I I, I sat under my 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 uh, owner boss man down there in Havelock, and I learned how he would go to Kenley, North Carolina, and buy them cars at the auction. Maybe he buy a car for five hundred dollars, and he'd come back and sell it for two thousand dollars. He might buy a car for two thousand, sell it for five thousand. What I learned under him, I learned. I said, if I can make, if he can pay me two hundred dollars a week in '69 in North Carolina, I said to myself, I can make that kind of money for myself, and I did. I opened my own business at twenty-five years old. I had my own. I had a tractor trailer. Um, I had a used car lot, and I used to go to the auction and buy them and sell them. Some people, because I had dealer's license, I have, I have taken people to the auction with me, let them pick out the car, buy it for them uh, in, under my umbrella, under my corporation, and let them pay me. I've done that several times. I think my wife's mother, my wife's mother, Woman that I'm married to right now, her mother, she bought a car from the auction from me. I took her to the auction. She picked it out. And I think I made about four or $500 on that car. I didn't put out a dime. Why? Because I learned how to do it by following somebody else. Listen, God says you're going to go to some places that you've never been before. He said, don't get too close. That's what God says. Look what it says in the next verse. Verse number four. 
And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourselves. Sometimes we got to just do it out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we just got to just not do. Just I learned just sometimes I just stay home. You know, one of my things that I did when I was young, I was a car racer. I used to race car. I used to go to the drag strip every Sunday. Racing, racing, racing. I used to buy, uh, I had a 55 Ford, 55 Chevrolet. I used to soup them things up, man. I used to do, back in the day, doing 13s in the quarter was, was moving, man. 13s were nothing for me. The high 12s in the quarter of a mile. Now, but guess what? All that was taking money from me. It wasn't bringing nothing in. It was a hobby. You know what I did? When the Lord saved me, I have invented no racetrack. I don't have no race car. No. Because you know what I learned? If it's going to take away, if it's not a plus, I don't need it. Well, that's your Jordan. Learn how to pass that Jordan. Maybe you're doing something that is not positive. I learned something about business. Business means profit. If you got a business and there's no profit, it's not a business. I learned that way, oh God, I guess 40 years, 45 years ago. If you got a business and it's a business and you're not making any profit to it, it's not a business. It's a taxation. It's just like your bank deposit. If you're always withdrawing and never depositing, you're never going to have anything. I'm not ashamed to tell you this. A friend of mine named um, Robert Dillahunt, not excuse me, Frank Dillahunt. Frank, if you're out there, I'm giving you praise right now. A friend of mine named Frank Dillahunt, I think in 1980, I got saved in 82, so it's been 83. 19, no, 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 80. I got saved in 77. So it must have been 79, two years after I got saved. Because I had not saved any money. I was, I, I, was, I was a man that made money, but I hadn't saved any. I bought, you know how I used to do when I go shopping? Like buying shoes, I'd come back with three, four pairs of shoes at one time. I go buy a suit. I wouldn't buy one suit. I buy two or three suits at one time. Well, Frank Dillahunt taught me something back in 83. He said, Brother Stocks, if you always buying and you using everything you got to buy, you're never going to have anything. He said, you got to learn to try to save that, that you don't need. And he said to me, you can't save your rent money, you can't save your house payment, you can't save your car payment, you can't save your insurance. He said, those things you can't save. He said, you got to look at what you can save. Because at the time, I was so naive, like a lot of other people. I was very naive. I used to get my paycheck 
and put $100 in the bank trying to save it. Well, before the next weekend, I had to go out and use that $100 because I had to pay my house payment. I had to pay my car payment. I had to pay my insurance. And, and then I had to keep up my hobbies, <laughs> my hobbies, which was always chicken from me. And so Pastor Dylan had taught me. Saints, let me tell you something. I started in 1981, I think it was, saving $5 a week. Only $5. Now, that don't mean look like much, right? But it was something I didn't need. I started saving $5 a week. Then I remember one night, probably in 84, I'd been pastoring there in like three or four years. My wife woke me up one morning, about 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. She said, Lonnie, you know when your wife calls you by your first name, there's something wrong at 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, yeah, what is it? <laughs> she said, the church is getting everything, Lonnie. I'm not getting anything. And I told my wife that day, that, that morning, I said, sweetheart, let me tell you something. I got two wives. Your wife, number two. The church's wife, number one. Now, some of you all might disagree with that. I always took care of my wife. I really did. I do now. I, tomorrow is, is, today is Valentine's Day. I've already got a Valentine's present in my car. And I got some cash. I'm going to give it for tomorrow. So I always took care of my wife. I always did. But my church is first. I do not take money from the church. I have not ever had to borrow any money. We have bought and paid for, I've been pastoring 40, what, 40, I started pastoring 82. So 41 years. No, I've been saved 45 years. I started pastoring 82. So I've been pastoring 41 years. I, I got saved in 1977. I started pastoring in 1982. So this is 2023. So I've been pastoring 41 years already. You know what? I never took nothing from the church. I always put in the church. Never took a dime. No matter what, offerings came in the church, put it back in the church. Now, here I am now, 41 years pastoring. We have bought and paid for three churches. One of my members said to me, uh, I think it was Sunday, said, Pastor Stocks, some people have been pastoring more years than you have and never bought their first church. But this is our third church. It's paid for. We don't owe a dime on it. I bought the first church over there in Brooklyn, New York, at 515 Evergreen Avenue, $35,000 on credit. But we paid for it. I bought the second church on Evergreen Avenue, 515, $500,000, but we paid for it. Now, this is the third church that we bought and paid for. This church down here in Greenville, we paid $900,000. Nine, can you hear what I, did you hear me? We paid $900,000, and it's paid for. Don't or die. Tax exempt. Listen, we have this house here in Greenville that the church owns. I don't own it because I don't take church money. 
all the money that comes in this ministry, I put it back in the church. Else, how could the church have what it has? If I'd have been taking the money, I couldn't have made it. Now, October of last year, my son Marlo went and bought me a brand spanking new Ford F-150 2022 and gave it to me. My son did that. I didn't do it. I don't have a Mercedes-Benz. I don't have a Rolls-Royce. I don't have a Cadillac. My car is a Ford. I have a 19, I have a 2022 Ford F-150. Plus, then he turns around in November and goes and buys me a, a, a 2022 Ford Explorer. Now, what I had before then, I had a, a, a 2015 Ford Explorer. I had a 2016 Ford F-150 that I had bought in New York. And uh, the Explorer, I think I had about 45,000, 48,000 miles on it. The truck, I had about 70,000 miles on it. Marlo wouldn't trade that stuff and gave me a new stuff, and he paid for it. He did it. Now, I didn't do it. My son did it. I'm saying to you, I learned how to cross my Jordans. You can't get everything you want. Your eyes are bigger than what you can afford. Sometimes you just got to wait. Listen, when I was young, I was so naive. <laughs> I used to trade cars like some people trade, change their shoes. Three or four months, at least every year I would get a new car. I did. That was ridiculous, wasn't it? All that money I spent, I had nothing to show for it. In my 20s, and my 30s, oh, I had a nice car to drive. I bought a brand new Ford Explorer. No, what was it? Fairlane 500 back in the day. I bought a brand new uh, Ford Torino. I bought two of them new. I bought a brand new Volkswagen. I mean, what was I proving? See, those Jordans, are you got to learn to cross those Jordans. Some things you just can't do. Are you all hearing me? Some things you got to let go. My subject today is crossing the Jordan. Cross that Jordan. Some things you got to say I can't do. Listen, the Jordan. Somehow, you know what? The soul, any soul, any person that thinks that they have come to a place in God, that they got a full experience in God, they lost their mind. We ain't got there yet. We all can learn. Listen, some people say, look, um, I don't like that person. I don't like that person. Well, you know what you're doing? You, you, you're holding your blessings up. The Word of God tells us to forgive. I don't care what no one did or said to you. You said, Pastor, you don't know what they did. They hurt me. I know they did. But forgive them and let the thing go. You can't hold grudges. God said, if you do not forgive others, he will not forgive you. Jesus said that. If you don't forgive your brother man, no matter what they did, I don't care what it is, you got to forgive. You got to let it go. Listen, someone just beat me. This took me for, what was it, 30, 
37,000 cash dollars, 37,000. They did now. They died last year, um, May the 3rd. But I forgave them before they died. I forgave them. I forgave them. 30, 37, money, listen, money is not everything. You got to learn to cross that joint. Let it go. Some men, your wife cheated on you. Forgive her. Forgive her. Lady, the husband cheated. Forgive him. Anybody can make a mistake. Forgive them and go on about your business. Listen. Listen. Salvation from Egypt. God, God saved us free. Oh, yeah, he saved us. But after you get saved, then you got to learn some things you got to learn on your own. Some things you got to let go. Are you hearing me? Some things you got to have faith and let it go. Are you understanding? Please understand some things you have to let it go. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a profit to you. It's a taxation. It'll pull you down. Always talking about the same thing. I had a serious problem. I did. And I just, I, I admit it. I admit it right now. And I admit it all the time. Uh, my wife, Charlene, I was always talking about my ex-wife. Always, always. And she got tired of it. Telling her, I was telling her how she hurt me. and But your wife don't want to hear that. I was wrong. I admit that I was wrong. That's a Jordan. See, when you find a Jordan that you're doing and is wrong, admit it, let it go, and move on. See, you got to cross that Jordan and go cross it. Listen, you got to let it go. If it's a Jordan, let it go. Some things you don't want to let go. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm grown. I know I'm grown. But sometimes you got to let things go. In the book of Joshua, chapter number three, verse number three, and look what it says again. It says, and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. In other words, what the Bible said, once God teaches you something, you got to learn to follow it. Listen, my time is up. I got to get up and get out of here. I, 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 I got so much more I want to say, but I can't. You can't say it all in one night. Listen, the Lord loves you. This is good morning to you, and God bless you. I tell you, I love you tonight. And I want you to know that God is a good God, even on a bad day. And it, I'm telling you, you can get, you can be blessed tonight. You can be blessed. You, you are talking about. Have a good evening. And may the Lord bless you real good. I got to go. I got to get on up out of here. I could keep on talking.
I tell you, I love this song, though. Thank <laughs> you. 